Welcome back to the Black in Real Life podcast. It's your girl Anuli here with another solo episode. Don't worry, there will be great guests featured this season, but these first few episodes were made to prime you with crucial context for those conversations. In this episode, I want to share some background behind one of the media extensions I created for season two of this podcast. When I set out to start production on season two of the Black and Real Life podcast, I knew that I wanted this season to be a multimedia effort, especially since I had the additional funding to make it happen. One of the multimedia elements that I longed to include this season was an interactive map of the city of Atlanta, Georgia. I wanted to highlight places I visited during my time there producing this season. I wanted to take you all along with me while maintaining the focus on Black and Real Life as a primarily audio documentary project. So for me, video was not the route I wanted to go in for this season, as that would require a lot on my part, in addition to the audio production I'm already doing. But... I wanted to give you all something visual and something digital and use the Black and Real Life website as a platform for my creative ideas. The process of map making is not an easy one to begin. Among the issues to consider is the fact that I am not a native to Atlanta. I did not begin this work familiar with the topography in a meaningful way. Additionally, I can't claim that this is a map of Black Atlanta, although I do focus on the city's Black culture. I can only promise you that it is a map of places that I explored while I was there, and those places were selected through my own research, both formally and informally with Native Atlantans and as well as, you know, Google. Ultimately, as a symbolic object constructed for the purposes of memory making, a map is subjective in that it is based on a perspective of the map maker, in this case, me. For this project, I also wanted to collaborate with a local illustrator to draw the map. I noticed that a lot of the aesthetically pretty illustrated maps you see on sites like Etsy feel quite mm, white, you know? They feel like they focus on landmarks that don't necessarily represent Atlanta's Black community. As Mienka Brand Polanco argues in her book, Historically Black, in the United States, race, space, and history form the scaffolding on which we construct our understanding of community. As a construct, community could potentially envelope endless combinations of racial identities, historical sensibilities, and relations to the physical landscape. These search results for Atlanta maps on Etsy will show you exactly what I mean. I wanted to challenge myself to consider what a map would look like if it was made by Black people, evoking what folklorist Michelle Lanier calls a womanist cartography. Womanist cartography recenters Black women and femmes by rendering our narratives visible, audible, legible, and autonomous. 
Obviously, I'm not a Black Atlantan, but the perspective of my own cultural rootedness as a Black womanist cartographer already distinguishes my map from the other maps available on Etsy. I'm very proud of this project because I was able to work with Georgia-based illustrator Bo Xavier Andes. The collaboration with Bo was wonderful given that both of us are Black people with a shared mission to do right by this project. We asked our friends their opinions about the landmarks we chose, which again, were based on places I actually visited, but even just down to things like where they are positioned on the map, despite the fact that maps are truly caricatures of physical places. An interactive version of the map is available on the Black and Real Life website at www.blkirl.com. And if you would like to support Bo Xavier Studios as well as the Black and Real Life Project, then prints of the map are also available for purchase on the website. And yes, the website will take you to Bo's Etsy page, where our map will be placed next to other maps of Atlanta, Georgia. Producing a project like a map brings to mind the issue of land acknowledgements. And I want to dedicate time now to think through with you what it means to acknowledge land. I find it difficult to contemplate the meaning and work of a land acknowledgement without first considering what the act of acknowledgement entails. According to Oxford Languages, the noun acknowledgement has two separate yet entangled meanings. One, an admittance of truth or existence, and the other, an admittance of indebtedness. This map project is, in a way, a heritage project. The term heritage is grounded in the European idea that inheritance of land was something that defined people. So to acknowledge land is to acknowledge the heritage of people and places. I want to explicitly recognize the sustained oppression, land dispossession, and violent removal of the Muscogee and Cherokee peoples from Georgia and the Southeast. It is their land that is reflected in my map project. I included links to their websites on the webpage for this episode on the Black and Real Life website so you can learn more about their culture and history their past and their present. Considering that the United States was built on the land and labor of both indigenous peoples and enslaved Africans, it is only right that the concept of land acknowledgments, in at least in American contexts, expand to hold this truth as self-evident. Given that my work focuses on Black people, I often think about how Black people fit into the conversations about indigeneity in an American context. By this, I am not necessarily referring to people who specifically identify as Black Indigenous, but rather I am considering the ways in which Black people at large within a settler colonial system represent neither the settler or the colonizer because they, or we, are colonized and displaced Indigenous peoples too. 
I do not share this to establish divisions between Black people and Native Americans, but rather to affirm the possibilities for solidarity between these groups in the vein of scholars like Faye V. Harrison. What would it mean, for example, for the city of Atlanta to acknowledge that predominantly Black communities were displaced when the city prepared to host the 1996 Summer Olympic Games. I wonder then what it will look like for this fact to be formally recognized. I'll be talking more about the impact of the Olympic Games throughout the season, but for now, I want you to think about who gets to be considered as indigenous or native to a land. How does the concept of territorial acknowledgement apply to cases where Black people are violently displaced from their communities? I'll leave you with those questions. Thank you for listening, and I invite you to visit the Black and Real Life website to explore the multimedia extensions I created for this season, including the aforementioned interactive map, which was skillfully illustrated by Bo Xavier. You have just listened to a production of the Black in Real Life podcast. The Black in Real Life podcast is developed, produced, edited, and hosted by Anuli Akinabu. The music was graciously provided by God, whose single Wild can be streamed anywhere you can find music. The intro music for this season includes an instrumental remix of Welcome to Atlanta by Jermaine Dupree featuring Ludacris. Thank you for listening, and remember, the people you follow online are also Black in real life.